Welcome to the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. My name is Dr. Adriana Popescu. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and leader in the field of mental health, energy psychology, addiction, trauma, and empowerment. In this podcast, we will be exploring mental health from a variety of perspectives from the spiritual to the shamanic and beyond. What if mental illness isn't everything we think it is? What if everything we see as a pathology is actually a possibility? What else is possible with mental health? All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. I'm your host, Dr. Adriana Popescu. I'm a psychologist in private practice here in San Francisco, California, and I'm so excited today to have as our very special guest, Dr. Scott Walker, who is the creator of a modality I've been using for quite some time now, gosh, at least 10 years or so, called NET, Neuroemotional Technique. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Walker. He graduated from the Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport, Iowa in 1965. And after many years of a successful practice, he started developing the neuroemotional technique, NET, in the mid-1980s. Dr. Walker began teaching NET seminars in 1988, and in 1994, he curated the unique homeopathic NET remedies products, maybe we'll see them in the background there, to support the NET process. He is a dynamic and motivating speaker. He's frequently requested to speak at national professional meetings, and his articles on NET have been published in a number of professional journals. As the founder of the ONE, which means our net effect, Research Foundation, a nonprofit multidisciplinary health education, research, and service organization. He is actively supporting research, exploring the effectiveness and various applications of NET. Dr. Walker is married to a lovely woman named Dr. Deb Walker, who's also a chiropractor. They have two sons and two grandchildren. Thank you so much for being with us here today, Dr. Scott. I feel very welcome. Thank you very much. Yes, I would love for our viewers and listeners to hear a little bit more about your story and how it is that you came to address somehow the emotional side of things and develop this wonderful technique that has been so beneficial for us as mental health practitioners. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a funny story. It's circuitous for sure. I was trained as a traditional chiropractor and uh, the important part of the bio that uh, you just went over was... Um, the most important part of my bio is my wife. <laughs> she, she is so, she's been so powerfully influential and uh, facilitatory, you know, toward what we're trying to accomplish. So anyhow, yeah, I was trained as a traditional chiropractor and that's fine. And uh, I was doing well, but it didn't work as well as I thought it should. And because I always felt that the central nervous system was the key to all health. And that if the central nervous system included the autonomic nervous system, um, is in fine-tuned health, then the organism, which is what I tend to call human beings, then the organism is able to respond accurately to its environment. And um, <clears throat> I would, uh, we were trained to take pressure off nerves in the spine, and that was good. But uh, I still thought that the nervous system wasn't freed up uh, to the point that it could be. And so I started to develop um, NET. That's a long story, but I end product is that I came up with this methodology that looks 
I think from an outsider, uh, maybe I get your perspective on this, but I think from an outsider, it looks, it doesn't look like what we think of as a, a traditional chiropractor would do, right? No. It's just, uh, it's different. And, um, but it needed to do that. And I used a lot of traditional chiropractic principles and uh, techniques to put this together. So uh, I, I had no idea how powerful it was going to be because um, I had nothing to compare it to. What happened though is I needed to do something for my chronic patients who had recurring physical problems. I needed to do something for them. I tried to send them to psychotherapist, traditional psychotherapist, and uh, that didn't work out as well as I hoped it would. And I didn't know what to do. I was frustrated and stymied. Uh, and uh, that, was, that was the reason for developing the neuroemotional technique. And since then, it's crazy. Uh, I'm teaching as many psychologists as I am well, body-oriented practitioners, and uh, it, we ne we didn't market it to psychotherapists. I don't know how you heard about it. <laughs> how do people get how do people get to the training? I, it's a good marketing question, isn't it? But we didn't really market it to psychotherapists. But really, that would be the group that you would normally target. Um, and uh, the um, body-oriented practitioners, which were the chiropractors and the acupuncturist and so forth, um, they're not. Uh, by orientation, they're not interested in psychology. They're not, that wasn't their chosen healthcare field. Um, we had some psychology in school, but not very much. It, <laughs> the ego and the superego, and we had all that, but that was about it, you know, with just some names and terms, but no practical knowledge of it. So I think um, it, it would be rather crazy if you had a developed technique that would deal with emotional stress, it would probably be crazy to market it to the chiropractic profession anyhow, because they're all blood and bones oriented. And, and so <laughs> it was inevitable that, uh, and I don't know how it happened, but we had some psych, uh, we had some acupuncturists come to the NET training. And NET, as you know, is somewhat based on what they call the five element theory in acupuncture, which is, like, you know, for the casual person that's casually interested in healthcare, it's a nice little thing to look up and, and look at it, how the Chinese had seen the wholeness of the universe, how they saw the patterns in the universe and put those principles to work. And so because we taught the five element theory as part of what we do with NAT, we had a lot of uh, acupuncturists come in. And uh, the chiropractors, we're all territorial, right? Hey, what are you doing? What, what, are, you, what are you bringing acupuncturists in here to the summer? Well, we started to keep them out. After all, they did, <laughs> they did give us the five element theory. And the same thing with the psychotherapist. Uh, the, the acupuncturists came first, and then I don't know how, how I got to know before we're done, would you please tell me how you? <laughs> I can tell you right now if you okay. want. Yeah, please. It was, it was because I, I myself had become ill. And, um, and mysteriously ill. They didn't know what was wrong with me. And uh, when I came to California for grad school, um, I started seeing an acupuncturist. And she was learning NET, Anna Manayan. You actually know her. And um, she was using NET on me. And I had such great results because we would get stuck with the herbs and some of the other alternative medicines. You know, we would reach a, a plateau. And then when she would start working with me with NET on some of the emotional stuff that was going on and some of the stuff in my background in my childhood, then I would start making a lot more progress with the Lyme disease to the point 
you know, that eventually I healed from it completely. Yeah, well, thank you for that. And yes, I do remember Anna Manayan and uh, that that's just awesome. So anyhow, we all, I think what the listener has to know, or the viewer, what we have here, is that um, the labels that we put on things aren't always helpful. They are helpful, they're usable, but we can get stuck in the label. In the label of what is a psychar, what is a, a chiropractor, what is an acupuncturist, uh, we kind of get these ideas about it, but actually it's none of that. And that's why I like your website. Your website is giving me off, you know, no, look, it's not what you think it is. It's a lot more than that. Whatever your introduction to uh, chiropractic or acupuncture or psychotherapy is, um, that it's more than that. It's, it's way more than that. And, um, and so those people that have, unfortunately, like yourself, run into a health problem and are forced to look for answers in alternative uh, pathways the hopefully uh, through your efforts like this uh, podcast for example people can hear about it and get somewhat acquainted with it if it makes sense then they can go out and seek other kinds of help faster earlier and get better faster earlier and so uh, I really applaud uh, your efforts and I'm very happy to be here with you today Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you. Yeah, I agree. Our, our uh, healthcare system, especially here in the West, is so fragmented. You know, you go to this specialist for this thing and this, and you're supposed to go to the mind doctor to talk about your problems and you go to the body doctor to deal with your body as if these things were separate, but they're so not separate. And what I've always appreciated about chiropractic is that there is this more holistic orientation. You're not just looking at the blood and the bones. You're recognizing that there's so much more to it. Yeah, you have to do it if you want to get your patient well. Uh, the old rap on chiropractors was uh, you have to keep going back. And, uh, and, you know, to a large extent, that was true. Because why? Because we weren't addressing the mind part of the mind-body complex. You know, the and you're right, our culture for the last 300 years since Descartes postulated that the mind and the body were separate, people have been educated that way. What else, what other, they, don't have any, they didn't have any other education unless they were in the East or unless they were versed in homeopathy. But the Eastern culture never saw them being separate. In the West, we see the mind and body, and not only that, we see the body as being separate. We see the body broken down anatomically, okay, you dentist, go ahead and take care of the teeth. Okay, uh, orthopedist, you can take care of everything. Uh, podiatrist, you can take care of the feet. Well, then they get in wards. Well, wait a second. If we're the podiatrist, how far up does the foot go? Does it go up to the knee? And then the orthopedist, no, 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 you can stay down below the knee. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's this territorial thing that happens uh, with uh, physical therapists, chiropractors, uh, I suppose even psychologists, because they're human beings too, that there's so many different techniques in psychology that uh, there could be some kind of turf wars or at least ideological wars um, that go on, but it's all coming together. 300 years later, after Descartes set it in motion that the mind and body were separate, it's now coming together. That's, I think that the, it really started coming together in the 1980s. And just about the time that I was developing NAT, which was just serendipitous, um, and most of the work was done by uh, Candace Pert, who is a PhD at the National Institutes of Health. And uh, she found that there was a receptor, which means there was a place for uh, molecules which are generated from emotion. And therefore found out that the molecules generated by emotion had a resting place, had a, a, a target place, a, a place of 
effectiveness in the brain. And then we started looking at neuropeptides, which is a big subject. And we found out that neuropeptides were processed, made in the brain. They can go to other parts of the brain, but they also can go down into different parts of the body. And so because the technique that I developed was able to access these, this is probably how you got well, uh, Adriana, is that when these neuropeptides were released from these locked up patterns of emotionality and thought and released into the body, then they can go down into the body and have an effect on organs inside the body. It doesn't stop there. The organs inside the body also can produce neuropeptides, even though the name neuropeptide used to mean it, it they were generated in the nerve cells. It doesn't mean that anymore, but that's the name they had, so they're sticking with it. So anyhow, these other peptides generated by organs and other places of the body are then generated and they're put into serous circulation, meaning blood and cerebral spinal fluid and so forth, and they go back up to the brain. So the brain is more like a gland. It's more of a gland than an electric generator. It is an electric generator, but it's more than that. And so the chemicals that are produced by the brain, which are influenced by our history, by our emotions, by our patterns, by our upbringing, all those kind of things, they, these chemicals can then be released into your body the way they're supposed to be in the, in the first place. We're the ones that got in the way. We're the ones that had all this trauma and we didn't know how to get out of it because we were too young to make sense of the world. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's still hard to make sense of the world to tell you the truth. <laughs> But when, when you're a kid, you don't have any, that's, those are the things that happen. So a lot of things happen to us in childhood that uh, we don't truly recover from. And um, I think at this point I should jump in there because I talk about the technique, the technique, the technique. What the technique? The technique's nothing. It's all about the patient. The patient is the one that generates the healing. The technique is just a methodology for accessing and finding where trauma has been in the past for a patient. And then there's certain pulse points that we hold and, and or spinal adjustments that we do that then allow the body to relive. Okay. It's, it's slightly uncomfortable, but way better than an injection. <laughs> you know, it, you have to go back and for about a minute or less, remember the traumatizing event and that traumatizing event or that unpleasant uh, memory which we don't, normally we don't hold that memory because that memory is not that pleasant. So why should you? But now we have a reason to. You go hold that memory for 30 seconds or a minute while the practitioner instructs you how to hold some pulse points. And because of that unpleasant, that emotion is the very power and that the very strength that heals the patient. So the patient, when they walk in the door, has everything they need to get well. <laughs> They've got the memory. In fact, only they have the memory. We don't have the memory. We help them find it by the use of the procedures in NET. But in the end result, and, and I just want to spread the good word to everybody, you already have the cure. You just need a practitioner. We need the money. No, <laughs> we don't need that. But <laughs> But you need the practitioner to guide you along and show you how to do this. But the truth of it is, is the patient has the power. The patient has all that they need to get well with a little assistance. So God lets us help each other, doesn't he? Yes. And, <laughs> and I think that so it's such an important part of what you're saying is people don't, I don't think the average person really understands that when we have these like traumatic experiences, which could be potentially an accident, an illness, 
you know, it could be an emotional trauma, abuse, whatever, but that we lock that trauma in the body. And, and, and you talk about in the form of a neuroemotional complex. Can you say more about what that is? Uh, that's a great, that's a super question. And you're right, most people don't think about that. The truth of it is, is that life is tough and people go through life and a lot of bad things happen and a lot of bad things don't get recorded in the body, but sometimes they do. Sometimes they get locked in, as you say. And um, if your body resistance is down, and I don't mean just the immune system, but I mean uh, the acupuncture system, uh, the nervous system in general, the hormonal system, if the system is down a little bit, it is possible then at a low moment of resistance that something can happen in your life and that particular incident will be locked in, so to speak. It's it's just what happens to the nervous system. And so then when it's locked in, then all the negative effects of that trauma continue. Even after the trauma is forgotten, consciously forgotten, the trauma goes on and on and on. So if you were helped after 20 years with your health condition, you held on to trauma for at least 20 years. And I don't know how far back it went, but it can be in there for decades. You see that part of the nervous system, the limbic system we're talking about now, which is generally associated with emotions and memory, um, that system doesn't know anything about time. <laughs> it, it, it's not updated. It's, it, it, you know, if you had your bicycle stolen when you were six, that part of you that remembers that is six years old. It's, you know, you can intellectually say, well, now I'm 30 or 40 or 50 or something like that, but the, uh, the limbic system holds on to those things. And the patient, here's the thing, the patient doesn't have to worry about remembering. The patient just show up with the procedure so laser-like, so laser-like because it uses a biofeedback system of the body, what we call the muscle test, but it's laser-like. It can take you right back to where the incident is. You go, oh, I haven't thought about that in 25 years. Okay. Oh, God, I hated that teacher. She flunked me, and I was embarrassed in front of my whole class, and I was ashamed, and I, you know, that's the time my parents were going to divorce, and it goes on and on. But then once that incident is found, then the releasing process can take place. And the funny thing about it is, once it's found, the releasing process only takes a minute. <laughs> the rest of it, I mean, you can talk about it afterwards, or you can explore it, and uh, so on. Uh, and you don't forget the incident. It's just part of your history now. It's just part of your memory bank, part of your, um, what they call it, database that you carry around with you. Yeah. And so for you as a chiropractor, I guess what you found was that you would treat people's structural imbalances, the vertebrae that were out of alignment and whatever, let's say in a, in a shoulder issue, but then the issue would keep coming back. You know, even though you had corrected it, your patients would come back and say, no, it's still bothering me. So how did you discover that emotions might be playing a role in that? Well, uh, due to the work of a lot of pioneers, um, in chiropractic, there's a guy by the name of Terrence Bennett, and uh, Terrence Bennett, he was a chiropractor, and he found out that there were two points on the forehead that corresponded to this limbic system we've been talking about. And we had the tool of muscle testing, which was developed by a George Goodhart back in 1964, I think, and my teacher. And uh, we found that this biofeedback system and the muscle test, we could go and find out if there's a problem in the shoulder by just simply touching it and testing a muscle, and then putting uh, the hand on the forehead to the points that Terrence Bennett found or the emotional points, which are just right in the middle of the forehead. I call them the oh God points. Oh God, that happened. And it's almost <laughs> a reflex that people will, oh gee, 
<laughs> and uh, which is interesting that that happens and people do this. And um, anyhow, I, then I found out that the emotion, I'm getting excited about this. So I'm not talking too fast. I usually don't talk very fast, but anyhow, I'm excited about this. So say a shoulder is your example. And then we could find out whether it had an emotional component or not. Not all bad shoulders do, but chronic bad shoulders do have an emotional component. And it's not just about the shoulder. It's about if somebody's having dysmenorrhea or bladder problems, digestive problems, lung problems. These lung, all these parts of the body have displays of reflex points on the body. And we can cross check these to the emotional points. And if it's an emotional factor, we actually jump up and down because we know how to fix that. Or we know the patient knows how to fix that. Okay. If it isn't emotional, then we have to go back and go back to the books and find out where the biochemistry went wrong or what, what, what are we missing? Something missing. But for myself, my greedy, selfish self, I was so happy to see chronic problems resolve by doing this simple procedure that it's, it's a, it's a hard procedure to describe. If you want me to, I'll try to describe it, but it's hard to describe because it's so simple because what the doctor does looks so simple and what the patient does looks so simple because all the work all the heavy lifting is going on inside the patient's nervous system all the all the heavy work of reliving uh this and i don't mean to make it sound like a you know people are lying down on the floor and crawling and crying and scraping the chrome off the table you know it's it's not that bad but uh, it is a little unpleasant, but the patient's in charge. The patient doesn't have to do it if they don't want to. Uh, but it's um, it's not it's not bad at all. Why, can you describe it from the uh, sure. standpoint of a psychotherapist? What kind of pain are yeah. we talking about here? Well, I think um, I think we're talking about what's below the conscious mind, right? Like so many of the people, especially if if I'm working with a client who let's say is depressed or anxious and they have no idea where it's coming from. For me, what I have found with NET is that the diagnostic portion, which is the manual muscle testing, can help me and the client to access that buried information, that repressed emotion or a traumatic event that, you know, even like, like you said, something as small as the teacher flunked me or somebody yelled at me, you know, you may not think that's such a big deal now looking back on it, but at the time when you were a child, it was incredibly painful, frightening, traumatic, whatever, and that that is still locked in there somewhere and um, it's still impacting you today. So I really like the diagnostic part because I can go in with a client. It could be through a body thing. I mean, they may have some weird, you know, um, I don't know why my shoulder keeps hurting. And the doctor said, there's nothing wrong. X-rays don't show anything. Or, um, or a lot of times it comes through surround the dragon, you know, this protocol that you have that in energy psychology, we call psychological reversals, which is where I'm trying to help someone work through an issue, but they seem stuck, right? And so I can actually muscle test them. Like I work with addiction, right? And a lot of people will say, I want to get clean and sober, but I can't. And so I might muscle test them. I'm okay being sober or I'm okay not ever having another drink, you know? And if their arm goes weak, I know there's something else going on in there that it says it's not okay or maybe it's not safe or maybe they don't think they deserve to be sober. And this procedure helps me with them uncover what the root of that is. That's really the key. The, the protocol allows us to discover the root 
of the issue, whether it's a physical issue or an emotional or a mental issue, a belief system, that the person can then, once we get the snapshot, as you call it, of what it is, then we can do the procedure, stimulate that acupuncture point, uh, or do the spinal adjustment, and then that person releases that stuck energy. Yes, good, good explanation, very good. <laughs> you want a <laughs> So, uh, it, it's very exciting because you and I are on that, we're, we're, we're watching it happen all the time. But for somebody that's new to it, um, it let me just say that it's a, a painless procedure. Uh, it's fast, faster than lightning. It's really accurate. And, uh, and not only that, we have research. We have a wonderful uh, uh, research foundation. It's doing cutting edge research. It's called the One Research Foundation. One means our net effect. O-N-E, our net effect, our net effect of who? Our net effect of the patients, of psychotherapists, thank you, of body-oriented practitioners, chiropractors, acupuncturists, osteopaths, what have you, medical doctors, dentists. Um, and um, so all of us working together, like you and I are working together today, working together, we can bring something into being that otherwise wouldn't be together. So. Uh, if you're a healthcare professional listening to this, if you came to an NET training, the person to your right might be an acupuncturist, the person to your left might be a psychiatrist, and, and then you, get, you find out the whole room is full of all different disciplines, because why? Because emotions are impacting everybody's practice, everybody's practice, everybody's practice. And it's, what, what's the number one complaint? Stress. And this is where the stress is. The stress is not just what's happening today, but how that stress reflects back on what's happened to them over their whole life. So you don't get to experience one little bit of headline today and that's it. That headline and everything else that goes along with it is all inside your limbic system, which uh, houses the memory as well. And so we are reacting to everything that ever happened in our life today. <laughs> and so if, if we have stress, we go back there and find the sources, like you say, the roots, get back to the source and we find it and release it. Then you don't have to react to that particular memory of that particular neuroemotional complex that we have. So the One Research Foundation, we, the practitioners, yourself and me and other people say, well, wait a minute, we're seeing some unprecedented results here. We've got to research this or people are just going to say it's Bahui because as I said, it doesn't look like much whenever you just see it done. It, so that's what we did. And so there's an impressive uh, listing of research projects that's on the One Research Foundation page. It's uh, our net effect, oneresearchfoundation.org. Okay, one foundation, onefoundation.org. And the research is there. And the interesting thing is like there is research on low back pain where we've done low back pain and it simultaneously we've taken blood samples. And then the, when we get to the blood samples, the interleukins of T1, T6, T10 are all improved in the blood samples. Urine, the blood chemistry changed and the low back pain resolved. Another study that I think you're familiar with, uh, we did it to Thomas Jefferson um, and Thomas Jefferson, what we did is we took cancer uh, survivors, people that were traumatized by the diagnosis of cancer. That's a heavy duty deal to come down and say, well, you've got cancer and mitts to the lungs or something, you know, oh my God. And uh, people reel from just the diagnosis and medically the oncologists and everybody, they know that that happens. They know, 
but you have to tell the patient. I think they could, <laughs> they could work a little harder on how they tell the patient because oftentimes that was the trauma. Well, the doctor was so cold and he just told me that I had and then just that trauma. And you think, well, well, what's the bad part about that? Sometimes when you have that trauma, you want to avoid going to the doctor. You want to avoid going back to the oncologist or taking your meds or doing anything at all that reminds you of the fact that you had this, what sometimes is a deadly diagnosis. And so what we did, we took those people and we did brain scans on them. We did functional MRIs uh, when they recalled the incident. And then we treated them with NET, psychotherapist back there at Jefferson did. And then we would do the post and we would see that the brain actually changed. The brain actually changes. It's, <laughs> it's not just a placebo. It is something physically actually changes in the brain. And we have pictures of that. And some of them are on the website and practitioners, we try to mail out stuff to the practitioners so people can see. So we have one end to the other, we have real structural banging, low back pain. You can't get any more physical than that. And so that's the body. And then you go way out here into the mind, just memory, just the thought, just the thought, this ethereal kind of thought. And this little subtle thing that psychologists are usually credited with working on. So that also responds so the emotions go the whole gamut, the mind-body continuum. And we are on that continuum. And this is exciting. For the first time in 300 years in Western medicine, we are addressing reality instead of some idea that the mind is over here and it has to be treated in a certain way and the body's over here and that has to be treated in a certain way. But never the two shall meet. No, that isn't the way that it goes. It, they're meeting all the time. Never the twain shall meet. Actually, in that poem, the twain does meet in the poem. If people read a little bit further, another paragraph, it turns out that it, it does. And, it, and where it meets is in nobility. And that's what the practitioners are out there. Look, there's no professional jealousy that you and I have. We know that we're working on the same organism. We applaud each other. We, we in, reinforce each other. We encourage each other. It's our net effect. We're trying to help each other to help mankind who <laughs> certainly needs some help. <laughs> and I suppose that's always been true, but we now we have a new way of helping that person, that organism. Yeah. So it's, it's good with the, the science is there, the results are there, the practitioners are there, we're all working together. You're working extra hard work putting on the website and getting the kaleidoscope up there of possibilities. And uh, so all working together, it's gotta get better. Well, and one of the things that I love too is that in the trainings that you all offer, um, you also offer intensive workshops for the healers, Heal the yeah. Healer. And some of those have been some of my favorite um, NET workshops that I've been to because I get to work on my own stuff. And when we work on our, when we do our own work, right, it enables us to be that much more present and available to the clients and patients that we have but then we also get these really cool applications of, um, of NET. Like I can remember being at uh, success workshops where there were uh, for doing like couples work, you would take two people and have them across the room from each other and muscle test each one and muscle test them. And then one person would step closer 
and closer. And eventually the person's arm's going to go weak because as they get closer, stuff comes up, you know, like, Ugh, like you're getting too close to me and I don't like it. And I have some weird energetic or emotional thing with you. And this helps to resolve it till the people can get like nose and nose and feel open and their hearts are open to each other. I've used that in couples therapy before. Yes, that is a good technique. That's uh, called first personal space. I think Larry Goodman, a chiropractor down in Florida came up with that and it's been excellent, but you're right. The, um, uh, uh, if practitioners are listening, this is uh, what we have. These workshops are called Net Success. And uh, I envisioned them. I knew the practitioners were going to need to be supported. And so I said, okay, let's go heal the healer. Let's go take care of the doc doctor, physician, heal thyself. You know, okay, let's go do that. And um, uh, these have been a tremendous uh, help to the practitioners. I really... I think we need one of those workshops every month. <laughs> I really do. I yeah. honestly believe we would profit from those much more than we can imagine. Well, not more than we can imagine. I, we did one time we had a workshop and then because of calendar situations or something, we had to have a, people had to have two workshops that in order to want to be certified. So we did back to back net successes. And these people said, that's the greatest thing I ever did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, because we're not, we're covering so many different areas. You know, you have it in in divided up in domains. It's so great for coaches, I would say too, because like you're coaching people on business and financial and career stuff, and you're removing the blockages. You know, like I remember doing the vision boards, and then we would muscle test each other to see if we were congruent with all the different things that we were saying we wanted to develop as part of our. Um, business, or maybe it's your personal life and relationships. Um, you know, there's money ones, there's relationship ones, there's deeper you. I would say that even maybe goes in the spiritual realm, like sort of your sense of meaning and purpose. There's so many different areas that we cover in those workshops that then we as practitioners can go and work with our clients in those same areas. In those same areas, yes. So that the eventually the end product is the, is the patient. The patient is well, and the and the practitioner comes back to their practice in a better space and a better condition and a better uh, ability to help the patients. And so, ultimately, we all win. Ultimately, it's all about the patients. And you probably, almost undoubtedly, have found that you can help people in many areas of their life, including business relationships and all those kinds of topics. We. What we have, and, and I like to read psychology, I think that's a, such a fascinating subject to me, but so that the person who's not a healthcare pro, uh, professional might be able to relate to this. What we have when it comes down to anything in life, anything, and we were saying, life is 5% what happens and 95% how we react to it. Okay, so you, when you have an, anything happen to you, you usually have an approach or an avoid reaction to that. You approach it. This is good. I want this. This is good for my survival. I'm going to go for it. Ooh, this looks threatening. This doesn't look good. I've got to avoid that. I got to avoid it. It doesn't matter whether it's good or not. It matters how you perceive it. So it's the perception becomes the reality. And then you have all these emotions with different names that are usually fall into an approach or avoid kind of category. So it's just as simple as a tropism of a flower that turns to face the sun, you know, we have, we as human beings have 
tremendous possibilities, tremendous possibilities are in front of us. We have the capacity to go to the moon and beyond. And each person that comes into our office is, uh, uh, it's a, a store of infinite energy. And all we need to do is to loosen that up a little bit so that the person can be set free so they can either heal with that energy or they can go produce in their life that which they want to produce. And it, the key is in the person. We have a saying is uh, men don't kill themselves. Men don't die, they kill themselves. Men don't die, they kill them. We could, because when you analyze it finally, in the final analysis, when you're tracing things back in their memory, you're finding it, it basically they made an error in their thinking because of emotions. It wasn't because they're stupid. It's just that that's the emotional reality. And I remember to illustrate that point just a little bit, I used to live out in the country and uh, I had a friend that lived about a mile away and I would always run, try to keep myself in shape and I was always run up to his house and there were no roads to speak of, there were pathways. And I went down the pathway one time and I looked down and I saw a snake almost tramped on it. You know what I mean? I almost put my foot down and I actually had to double back my foot and almost stumbled over and fell. And I thought, whoa, what was that? And I went back and I looked and it was a, it was a stick. It wasn't a snake. <laughs> but it was in my emotional reality. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you even know this story, another illustration. Um, my wife was doing a seminar. My wife is a chiropractor, by the way. Uh, you know that, but I don't know if your listeners do. But anyhow, she's doing it. She's teaching. And a uh, guy comes up, and his problem was that he was fearful about something. And when we did the must test, I went back to where him and his father and his brother, they were out camping. And so out of the middle of nowhere, his father, who's usually loving, reaches over and starts beating on him for no reason, just beating on him and beating on him. And he doesn't know what he did. He doesn't know what, what did I work, what happened? My dad doesn't love me. I don't know what happened. And uh, so anyhow, that was his NEC, which I think was manifesting as a physical problem somewhere, something psychosomatic, we would probably call it. But anyhow, generated, generated by the emotions and manifesting in his body. And... Uh, so at the break time, uh, my wife is in the back of the room and the guy comes up and he says, you know, uh, I'm a chiropractor and that was my brother that you had up on stage. And I was on that camping trip. And what happened was he caught on fire and my dad had to beat the flames out. Mm -hmm. And here this guy had this misperception about what really happened, but it was his emotional reality, kind of like a stick as a snake, you know? And it was his emotional reality that his dad beat him for no good reason at all. And this kind of thing happens all the time in life, that we have under times of stress, one of the definitions of it is that we don't have the time, the, the body organism doesn't have the time and energy to take in the entire context of the situation because there's survival right now at hand. And so we narrow everything down to getting the survival handle, which is a good thing. <laughs> but, so we get survival handled, but then we carry the trauma along with us. And um, so I don't know what started me talking about that. <laughs> no, I mean, I <laughs> You're a big psychotherapy. She's pulled this yes, stuff out of me. <laughs> yes. Well, I know. Funny. People just get around me and want to tell yeah, me all the stories. Um, no, but I think it speaks to also um, uh, something I find really useful is the three brains. You know, I have that poster in my office and I often bring it to groups at the rehab and stuff too, to show people how we have these 
three parts of our brain. You know, we have these more primitive subcortical regions of our brain that handle the fight flight stuff, that handle the amygdala, that is really the emotional center of the brain. And our logical, you know, reasonable part of the brain, prefrontal cortex, is not always online and can't get the bigger picture, can't logic and reason why something is happening. When the emotion gets mixed up in there in, that, in the memory, you know, it's like, I think that's a great example is that guy didn't get that piece of my dad needed to do this to, for me because I was on fire. That just like escaped the whole thing. So I think it illustrates that point beautifully. Um, I wanted just to get one last piece in, I know before we have to wind it down. So usually NET is something that's done in the office with a practitioner, but you also have developed the fast technique that, that clients or patients can use on their own outside of the office anytime they're feeling like stressed or overwhelmed. Can you briefly just explain that or even show us so that our viewers and listeners have a tool that they could at least maybe start practicing with? Well, um, I can say yes. Uh, there is a website that's out that we have out there. Uh, it's called Fast Tool or I'm not sure exactly what we'll, it is. We'll add the link to the show notes. Okay, yeah. So anyhow, there, there's illustration there. But basically, what it is, if you're stressing, you know what that means <laughs> better than anybody. Whoever is stressing is stressing, and you don't know what to do. If you only would reach over and grab a hold of the uh, pulse points, everybody has these pulses. It's on the radial side of the wrist. And there are points under the crease of the wrist. And they're spaced well, fairly close together, about like that. The illustration's better. And uh, there's also another point up here that you can use. And these points, if all you got to do is, it's cheap, it's easy, and it is fast. You, you, you hold those points, and I'd like, to, I'd like to get them like this. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. And then take that and put your hand on the forehead. Okay, now you're halfway done. And now all you have to do is just allow yourself uh, to embed yourself with the negative feelings of that stress that you're under, whatever kind of stress it is. This, this is when you're supposed to feel bad. This is when it's beneficial to feel bad. You can feel like, oh, I've got this test coming up. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. My mother's sick. I don't know whether she has cancer or not. Whatever the situation is, you just close your eyes if you want to, but hold the points on your wrist, put the hand across the forehead, and just breathe. That's all you have to do with the thought of that which is stressing you. And after a time, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, a minute and 20 seconds, it doesn't matter. It will go to neutral. It will go to neutral. And when it does, then you can simply disconnect all the points and you're ready to go. Then you go to the other wrist and you do it again. And if there's anything left in there, any negativity left, that will probably, 20 seconds or a minute and 20 seconds, it'll it'll alleviate itself and that's done. And there it is. It's a, it's so simple. It's so simple. Thank you, acupuncturist, for that. Thank you, Dr. Terrence Bennett, for figuring out these points. Thank you for all the contributions all the healing arts have made. They all kind of funnel down into simplicity. 
and that it's always it is always simple it's it doesn't have to be complex it doesn't have to be hard it just it's just available it's funny what a little knowledge will do I know. And, and we are so grateful to you for having been curious, you know, to, to delve into these other areas, to delve into psychology and Eastern medicine and weave all that together in this really elegant technique that has benefited so many thousands of people. It's even made an appearance on TV. Yeah. <laughs> and he was featured on an episode of Grey's Anatomy not so long ago. I know. And that actually, the guy called me up and he said, well, here's what we're going to do. He's the lawyer for the, the whatever, ABC or whoever puts those things ABC, on. I think, yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, I said, good for you. You're an attorney for this. He says, yeah. And he says, so we want to run it. I said, I don't want you to. <laughs> he said, why? I said, well, because it can't do any good for anybody. I mean, you're, you're probably going to misrepresent it. They probably, it, no one even understands it as it is right now. I don't, I don't know, who's the writer? How is it going to be portrayed? I'm, you know, I, I, I'm against it, you know? So I got a call um, from the, um, I got the call from the writer, okay? And he said, uh, well, here's this. And he talked a little bit and he said, I used to, I got NET done by a, a practitioner up in Los Angeles. And um, I'm, I don't know why I'm spacing on her name. I probably confidentiality things. But anyhow, I knew her. She was a psychotherapist. And I had trained her 25 years ago, and she was a class act. This woman was a healer. She was a class act. I said, that's all you got to say. If you went to her, <laughs> everything's okay. We're on. And it did come out. You're right. The Grey's Anatomy, there's some episode last year, 2019 maybe, uh, that portrayed NET actually pretty accurately. Yeah, it did. We'll see. I'll, I'll dig it up. I'll see if I can add that in as well to the, to the show notes so that people can go check it out. It was great. He got, he got a lot of relief from like deep seated stuff that was creating a lot of problems for him in his life. And he was anti-therapy and everything, but that guy got a really good result. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But that's it. You know, as we go through life, we have to change as we learn more about ourselves and we learn more about the world that we live in we realize that we have to change. We have to grow. We have to get bigger than the problem that we're facing. And we're doing that. And congratulations to you and everybody else that's doing it, and the patients. Yes, yes. So as we wrap it up, Dr. So Dr. Scott, is there anything that you would like to leave our viewers and listeners with? Is there, do you have a vision for NET or like, you know, what, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I'd like to leave any practitioners that are listening to know that the door's wide open to learn this. We have our money back guarantee we always have had. Uh, it's easy to learn and you keep getting better at it the longer you practice it. I am better at this, way better, now 35 years later or whatever it is that we've been doing this than I was in the beginning. So that's an opportunity for infinite growth, it looks like. I don't think we ever arrived there. And for the patients that are listening, thank you for listening. And look at all the other things that Adriana has because mankind's greatest enemy is ignorance and our greatest friend is knowledge. And so if we can bring knowledge to meet ignorance, we can dispel it and we can make things better for everybody.
And we need that in the world more than ever. Right? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Dr. Scott, for being with us today. This was really wonderful. Um, if people want to find you, I'm going to NET Mind Body com is the main website for NET. We will add all the links. I'll also add a link to the One Foundation. Um, it's a great, you're doing tremendous work there with the research. Um, gratitude to Dr. Deb as well and wish her, give her my best. Um, you guys have just had such a profound impact on my own life and then of course on the life of so many of my clients who have received the gifts of this modality and um, you, you are a gift to the world. Very kind of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. This has been Dr. Adriana Popescu. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and share with others. To find out more about me, my guests, and more, please visit my website at adrianapopescu.org. See you next time.